My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 78 of Legally Clueless. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate it. And if you want to show some love on social media, our Instagram is at Legally Clueless Podcast. If you're going to tweet about it, just use the hashtag Legally Clueless. Reason I say this is I genuinely appreciate any and all all love and feedback that the podcast gets and I want to be able to find your tweet and just like not stalk you (laughs) but just kind of like say thank you. Anyway I hope you are having a brilliant start to your week. If not I'm sending you positive vibes, tons of hugs and just all the love that you need to kind of keep going. I know this is such a hectic year but we're almost at the home stretch, like we're almost wrapping it up and then we can just pretend 2020 didn't happen. Like, <laughs> we just be like mm, the year that nobody ever speaks about again, right? I am glad though that you found time to listen to this podcast. This is going to be a fantastic episode as it always is. <laughs> Modesty for who? Coming up though is a story that where Nairobi, the dating scene seems to be quite hectic. Listen to this. She mm, was hot, very fine, had nice eyes and and the nice smile and dimples. She was just smoking a cigarette and I'm just like, ish. So cool. I was 18, so you can't blame me. I don't even think you're pretty. Oh, you know, you're, you're even chubby for me. So I try to put the key inside and I can clearly feel that there's another key on the other end. I was expecting him to open the door. <laughs> but alas and behold, there's a very beautiful lady on the other end opening the door and she was so tall and she's like covered up in a duvet and she is in his pajamas. So I sit there and I'm like, what's your name? She tells me her name. And she's like, they've been seeing each other since March. And she moved in two weeks ago. And I'm like, two weeks ago, we were still dating. That's a story by Orlando. So it's going to be coming up on 100 African Stories a little later in this episode. However, I am recording this later than usual because I just got back to Nairobi. I went to Voi for the weekend. So you know how in the last two episodes I've been complaining about burnout, needing a rest, change of scenery. So Fal and I left on Friday in the wee hours, like (laughs) 4.30. Left Nairobi, drove about four or five hours to Voi. Voi is one of Fal's favorite towns and it's quickly becoming one of mine as well. Just because the weather is good, people are so nice and warm and Savo. Oh my God, beautiful, beautiful park. Last time we went there was in December for camping. So one thing about my husband, Fal, is he absolutely loves camping. And when I say camping, I mean like the hardcore one. Once him and his boys went camping and they constructed their own toilets. Yeah, so that's rough. (laughs) He loves it so much that... Part of my wedding vows had to include that I would go camping with him at least once a year. Good thing is at the time I was working at Kiss FM and I used to have to work throughout the holidays. So I kind of just never had enough time to go camping with him. And also I never tried to have enough time (laughs) to 
go camping. Ah, and then, of course, I left and I remember he was just like, I'm so happy. You're doing your own thing. You've taken the risk. You can finally go camping with me. And I was just like, yay. <laughs> what have I done? Anyway, so we went camping last year, December. And I think I spoke about it on an episode. The insects that I run into and the weirdest lizards. Ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> So on our drive back from that trip, I was just like, I don't see myself joining you in this camping shenanigans again. Like, just go with your boys, imagine. <laughs> the fresh air and everything is nice, but ah, oh, the roughness of it all. So we found a middle ground, which is Manyata, which is where we went this past weekend. It's basically glamping. It's tented camps, a constructed tent, and you have your very comfortable bed a hot shower, and a bathroom. You have electricity, a mirror, essentials, Bana, essentials. <laughs> and my best part of it all is that each room has its own dipping pool. So you don't have to go to the hotel's main pool at all. You can just sit in your dipping pool and the pool overlooks the park and the hotel has a huge watering hole. So all sorts of animals come from elephants to lions. There's a lone hippo, which is strange, just chilling in the watering hole. <laughs> and so from your dipping pool, you can see tons of animals. So yeah, it was like a middle ground for us. I really did enjoy it. I liked that I was going to carry my microphone. Then I forgot. So I was forced to really distressed, detached. I think I checked my email once, which I really shouldn't have because something that I had applied for, I got an email saying that I didn't get. So it made me feel a type of way. And then I realized where I was. I was like, nope, I'll pick up those issues when I get back to Nairobi. So it was really such a necessary break for us because we were able to, outside of the bustle of Nairobi, just talk about life, talk about our goals, different business options. We're able to like check in on each other, find out if he's very happy with where he is in life, if I'm very happy with where I am in life. And you know, I remember during these conversations, I was like, I think this is like a huge portion of why I really love this guy is because we're friends before anything we're friends and i think that's really the basis of most relationships actually not just like intimate relationships so yeah so having those conversations it was so nice because sometimes the routine that we get into in nairobi we can have those convos just not all the time and most of the time we're either like oh my god it's time to sleep i have an early morning or you know what i mean so it was a, it was a good break we we both needed it oh my god and how can i forget Ay, 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 ay. As much as it was glamping, I still went through interactions with weird ass insects and reptiles. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm cursed in that sense. So we went on Friday. Friday was dope. We had the full day there because we left Nairobi really early. Swimming. Sun was out. Fantastic. Saturday, full day, fun times. Nah, 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 nah. And then we get into bed at about maybe 10 p.m. At about midnight, I am woken up <laughs> violently because I can feel nibbling on my thumb. I can feel like small razor teeth on my thumb. So, of course, I scream. Fal, who's such a heavy sleeper, is confused when he wakes up. 
And I'm also confused because all I can say is there's a snake. There's a snake in the bed until mid sentence. It hits me. Wait, a snake doesn't have teeth, so it can't be a snake. So, I, but anyway, I'm just like, you know what? Either way, something has attacked me and I'm not sitting here to try and find out. So I felt the razor teeth and also something pretty cold, which is why my first thought was snake. <laughs> so as I'm trying to get Fall to wake up and realize we are under attack, basically. I'm like, this guy is not understanding it. But anyway, I need to jump to safety. I literally springboard myself over him <laughs> and to the other side of the bed. And he's busy there telling me it must be an insect. Maybe it's a mosquito. I'm like, which insect has little razor teeth and is cold and huge enough for me to feel it? This was not an insect, fam. There's some sort of reptile in this bed. And why I was sure it was a gecko or a lizard is because there were very many geckos and lizards the whole time we were there. And there were many geckos inside the tent, like inside the room. Because on Friday, I'd gone to the loo. And when I reached for the toilet paper, a little gecko like just jumped out. And I ran out of the toilet like <laughs> shots at my feet. <laughs> screaming so i was sure it was that damn gecko had come back for me so i'm busy trying to tell falgun it's a gecko it's a gecko he's like geckos don't bite i know what has happened to my thumb anyway it's midnight so we force like i don't know the english word but tengos the duvet i know you know what that means like you know what i mean oh shakes shakes the duvet nothing is there but he then falls asleep because his thumb wasn't the one being massacred I decide if I'm going to get some sleep, I need to look out for my toes and my fingers. So fold them up into like a fist <laughs> and I fold my legs so that my toes are completely not at the edge of the bed and then kind of fell asleep after about an hour because I, I was so scared. I'm just like, this is how people just die. You just get attacked <laughs> in your bed by wildlife anyway so in the morning we established it was a gecko for sure and geckos do have teeth they normally don't bite human beings because in the night is when they look like for little insects and stuff to eat so sometimes they can mistake i don't know your fingers for i don't know what type of insects clearly that gecko is blind but it ended up nibbling on my thumb but other than that i survived that attack <laughs> I'm such a drama queen. It was not an attack, but it was. It was an attack. I want us to jump into the song of the week. I'm not sure if I've shared this song before, but I really love it. I have such a close relationship with this song because I discovered it at a point when I was very frustrated. I felt like I didn't fit in. I was battling with a lot of insecurities about my body, battling with the fact that I don't fit into a lot of society definitions of beauty or career or success you know what i mean i i just felt so other and not in a great way i was a bit frustrated about it and this song i don't know what it is about it it just came through for me it's by janelle monet it's called dance or die i hope it it, it does for you what it did for me in that moment and so I always find myself going back to that song anytime that I feel so much of a freak or a misfit or somebody who just doesn't fit in. I listen to that song and I'm like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I hope it does the same for you. Also in the description is a link to my Instagram page because throughout this month, 
Every week, I'm giving out two microphones. Yeah, I'm so excited about this giveaway. Remember I told you I was doing videos just answering podcasting questions that I kept being asked? I decided I wanted those videos to do more than just share info. And I wanted it to go a bit like a step farther. You know what I mean? So I talked to CDI Gadgets. I got my tripod from them. They're based here in Nairobi, but you can buy different things for content creation and they deliver countrywide. Yeah, I'll put a link to their page in the description as well. So I asked them, yo, please give me some microphones. Genuinely, I said it like that because I'm boys with them. They were like, cool, how many do you want? And they gave me enough microphones for me to give out two microphones per week for the entire month of September. I'm giving out this microphone specifically to podcasters in Kenya. It's a microphone that can be used either on a smartphone, for those of you who are recording your podcast on a smartphone. It comes with an adapter that works for some laptops and some cameras as well. Every Wednesday this month, there's a giveaway on my Instagram or on my Facebook. So I'll put a link to both of those pages in the description. And if you know any Kenyan podcasters who could benefit from these microphones, just, you know, share the link with them. Yeah, because I think it might help them. All right, time for 100 African stories. My God, when I was editing this story, first when I was recording it, my mouth was like, what? <laughs> Orlando is actually a legally clueless listener. She sent me a one minute WhatsApp audio note about the story she wants to share. And then, of course, we worked on the story and recorded it. When I was recording it, my mouth was just, I was in shock. I was like, what? The audacity of all of these people to do this to her. And then even when I was editing this story, I was still like pausing to just be like, what the? He did what? <laughs> Who opened the door? Anyway, it's one of those stories that proves that dating in Nairobi is an extreme sport. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. My name is Olendo Odiambo Obondo. I am 22 years. I live in Nairobi, in Kenya. I have experienced things that a person as young as I am probably wouldn't have or shouldn't have because of things to do with self-esteem and confidence and loving myself. So I'll give you a quick background before I tell you the actual story. I grew up in a Kawaida family of two kids, two parents. I was always the cute chubby one. And I have a baby sister and she, she, she was super skinny. Now she's grown into a loving, beautiful woman. But then as we grew, as I, as we grew up, I was always the chubby one and I was always the tall one. Also, I remember when I started realizing that I'm actually taller than most of my classmates in school or chubbier than them. So it kind of made me feel like I need to be shorter. I need to be smaller. Imagine just being a big baby and you look way older, not way older, but people assume you're like if you're in class two, somebody will assume you're in class because you're tall. So already I started battling having confidence issues because I was also made to feel a type of way, not from home, just from outside. Home was okay. There was nothing weird about being chubbed. There was nothing. So growing up, I, I didn't entirely deal with this. When I reached primary, like from maybe, let's say, class six, I started being this, this person who seemed like she was so confident and so vibrant and so leader you know like i said having leadership qualities and 
it was amazing. I mean, really, I was finding my voice and finding myself. And so that self-esteem issue, I hide it chini, 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 because now I was, you know, I was the head girl. I was always a prefect. I was always, I went to high school, like on the first day of school, we're told, oh, you guys need to select um, a class captain. And I was there giving a speech, went to uni, you know, all this, like I was always that chick. And there was the time I was having a conversation with my best friend and we were talking about our weaknesses and our, our insecurities. And she brushed it out saying, ah, but you don't even look like you have insecurities. I was like, what? <laughs> Insec insecure yo i just don't show that i have insecurities having having that background in mind my story begins of course it involves a guy of course it involves so many guys <laughs> so i met a guy and i was in first year of uni i was around 18 and i had never been to a party i went to a strict girls high school <laughs> i went to a strict girls high school and we never really got to enjoy this vibrant life and I, I come from a Christian home so of course there was also that. I didn't know much. I wasn't exposed to much and so when I went to uni of course your girl was gonna get down and dirty. I was a Christian but I knew. I was like eh, I want to experience this especially the nightlife because I knew I used to say if I don't experience this now <laughs> I will experience this in future. I don't know why to have a midlife crisis. I was like oh since I'm 18 let me just do it now. So I met this guy at a party and he mm, was hot. Like hot. He was <sighs> he was he was hot. Yeah. Of course I knew he wasn't going to look my way. I mean I'm just an average then I used to think I am just an average babe. Of course he can't look my way. He was very fine, had nice eyes and and a nice smile and dimples, and they were, he was just smoking a cigarette, and I'm just like, "Ish, so cool." I was 18, so you can't believe me. And he was wearing a denim shirt. I'll never forget. And he starts walking towards my direction, and I'm like, "Wait, is he coming to me? To to my direction, me?" So of course I'm damn nervous. I'm just like, "Huh, maybe okay, maybe he's just coming to the chick behind me or something." Like, of course. I I didn't think that he was going to be coming to reach out to me. So anyway, he comes and he's like, "Hi, what's up? Hey, you're so pretty. What's your name?" Nee, 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 nee. I'm just like, "Here, here, you're talking to me." So of course, at that moment, it's a confidence boost because I'm just like, "This hot guy is talking to me, me." And there were hot chicks in that party. You know, chicks were wearing these tiny shorts and like they were dancing in crop tops and people with flat tummies and like really, eh? So, and me was just there covered up. By the way, I was like in a full shirt, full jeans. <laughs> I was wearing canvas. Like just your typical first year chick who's not even exposed to this fashion trends back then. I was shocked that he was talking to me. So fast forward, he didn't ask for my number that night because he also drew his phone had gone off. I don't know. Yeah. And of course I knew that, ah, these are the stories. They just talk to you and then. Yeah, and then life moves on. So fast forward to a week later, I get a text from this person. And he's like, hi, Orlando, what's up? How are you doing? Nini, nini, let's link up. And of course, before we link up, we were texting, we were chatting. And I'm like, hmm, this person is showing interest. What shall we name this person? We'll name him a cup. I'm like, oh, this cup is showing interest. And I was amazed. I was like, eh, okay. All right, I like where this is going. We started dating almost immediately. We met. 
young ladies, don't date guys who you've just known for 12 days. Not recommendable. So anyway, I start dating this guy. 12 days later, it's my birthday and, and uh, it was just happy moments, happy time. So I'm Adventist and we're really big on, on finding someone who is Adventist. There's this whole verse of, oh, do not be equally unyoked to non-believers. So, and we used to <clears throat> misinterpret it and say, I, I have to be with someone who's, you know, from my same faith and stuff like that. He, he, he was Adventist. He was fine. And the most important thing in my mind at that point was, yo, he likes me. He actually likes me, me. So I had this mentality that nobody can like me. Nobody can like me. Growing up as a teenager, having acne and being chubby and just being average. Let me just say average. I, I didn't think anybody could like me. Like I knew. Even I was just in my head, I was like, me, I'm cut out for singlehood. I just have crushes with people. And of course, they can't have a crush on me. So this first guy comes and he particularly likes me and he's showing interest of course i'm going to be interested whether i want him or not it doesn't matter he wants me and that's the point fast forward to one and a half years later and i'm just like okay now i'm done i'm done with this relationship so i tell him that we need to break up i don't necessarily have a good reason i'm just like mm, i need to find greener pastures <laughs> yo greener pastures had a name he existed Already, so there's this guy I met in my in my estate when we used to go to the same driving school. So that was like at the end of first year, and we had just been acquaintances, nothing, no friendship really. We had no relationship whatsoever. We were neighbors, lived in the same estate. So of course, we'd pitana the dukas. Hi, hi, what's up? Hi, hi, how are you doing? Good, nothing like that. So when I said I wanted greener pastures, because greener pastures had appeared, and he was a tall, dark handsome man it was like mm -hmm, i need you in pastures now and i broke up with this guy and i told him i'm breaking up with you because i feel like you know you're not growing we're not growing we've been in the same spot since i had met you back in 2015 and i feel like i need to i need to you know broaden my horizon i just need to be alone oh you know all those excuses and then we break up <laughs> <laughs> we break up and then this guy has the audacity four days later to be like oh eh, i don't even like you i didn't even i don't even think you're pretty oh you know you're, you're even chubby for me oh i even cheated on you in the first three months of our relationship but at that point greener pastors had already like was really in the picture i was going on dates with him so i call him one day like i was at work and i'm seeing all these messages and i call him and i'm like yo can you imagine my ex Da, 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 da. he's saying all these things and what does green pastor say i i can never do that to you me i cannot he was like i i cannot i i'm going to be better of course i believe him i was 21 at the time so of course i believed him so we get into a relationship of course that's like a, around 2017 during the election and i i had promised myself ah oh, i don't want to be in a relationship but oh of course your girl here who loves love was in a relationship this person and it was a nice relationship actually it was peaceful we didn't have much drama or or what yeah we didn't have those and so much going on and i was just like ah okay this is nice you know mature doing his own thing so fast forward to a few months not a few 11 months precisely later into the relationship and some on the random day he calls me he's like hey babe 
uh, babe, I'm not feeling well. I'm, I'm not feeling well. I'm just like, oh, okay, let me. He being the nice girlfriend, I'm just like, hmm, okay, let me come over and make something for you. Let me come over and help you. So I call my, I tell my boss, hey, I need to. I was doing an internship somewhere and I was like, hey, boss, I need to leave early because I need to go set out someone. I need to set out something. And my boss is gracious and is like, okay, you go. So your girl leaves work. It was Thursday, 21st of June. Why I remember? Because the next day was my best friend's birthday and we were really excited about it. She was turning 22, so it was a big deal. I leave work early. I go help him. He's like, oh, yeah, he's not feeling well. He's been at home the whole day. He didn't go to work. And he's like, it's okay, let me take care. Let me take care of you. So I'm there. I'm getting. Ah, I bought stuff to make soup. I cleaned up the house because I'm just like you. You know, this day is sick. So I, I need to at least make sure when I'm leaving, I've left him in a comfortable place, clean place, and he's able to have something to eat. Big dinner, and then we're just chilling. Then he tells me, babe, before you leave, let's have a conversation. So on this particular day. He's like, okay, I need you to sit down for this. <laughs> I sit down, still very oblivious of what he was going to say. And he's just like, uh, oh, you know, we've had a, a good run this past 11 months, but I feel like it's time to move forward because I don't necessarily see us being in the same headspace. Oh, da, 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 da. he kept on explaining, explaining, explaining. And then he finishes with, but we can be friends. And I'm just like, huh? Friends? <laughs> what do you mean? So I'm there, I'm confused. I'm like, wait, they thought everything was going on right. Like, and you had to wait for me to finish cleaning up and making something for you and <laughs> making a fool of myself before you tell me that you want to break up with me. Okay, that's well played. So I think out of anger, I stormed out. By then he had already moved out, so we weren't necessarily neighbors. So I stormed out. And he's like, oh, let me just stop you home. I'm sorry, I know it's hurtful. You know, realizing that he's already broken a plate and saying sorry doesn't necessarily fix it. So he's like, oh, let me just take you home. I'm sorry, we can still be friends. We can have this conversation later when you're not clouded with your feelings. And I'm like, mm-mm. We're not having another conversation. You've already told me what you need to tell me and you didn't consider my feelings, so like it's fine. So I left. That was on a Thursday. Ah, Friday, life moved on, Saturday, Sunday. So I had left my I had left what did I leave? No, I had his laptop back in my hostel in school. So I wanted to return it and they used to have a spare key to his house. So I said to myself, in my Ujanjaness, that I'm going to take I'm going to take the key. And his laptops, since I need to return the laptop and I don't want to see him, so I said, I'm going to wait until it's Monday when I'm very sure he's gone back to work because he has a whole weekend to Pona. Just like it's Monday, I'm going to wait for him to go back to work and then I'll sneak at, to his place, open the house and return the laptop and maybe leave a note and the key is hidden somewhere in the window or something and just let him or send him a text, tell him like I was there and I returned his stuff. And yeah, and I'd even left maybe a jacket or something. And I was like, oh. so I planned exactly that. So on Monday, I I took at home. I get there and I'm so sure he's not supposed to be home. In my head, I'm like, I he can't be home. He shouldn't be home. So I open Green Apostle's door. <laughs> That's what I called him. Open Green Apostle's door. So I try to put the key inside and I can clearly hear that. I can clearly feel that there's another key on the other end so i try opening the door and the door is locked but there's a key inside so i try looking at the kitchen window i can't see anything and then all of a sudden i hear somebody from inside opening the door and i'm just like ah man you know bama i really thought he wouldn't be 
home but oh well i was just like ah, it's so it's okay maybe when this is an opportunity for closure and i was just like ah okay um all right this is happening so i braced myself and i was expecting him to open the door <laughs> but alas and behold there's a very beautiful lady on the other end opening the door and she was so tall and so pretty and i'm just like uh hi She's like, hi, come in. And I'm like, hey, come in. And she's seated. She goes and sits at the seat, at the couch. And she's like covered up in a duvet. And I'm just like, okay. So I enter, I remove my shoes and I sit. Because first of all, confusion. I'm like, who is this? Should I ask her who this is? Should I? Okay, so I just I ask her. So hi, I ask her, whose friend are you? And then she's like, um... So the person we had named here, Greener Pastures, I'm like, Greener Pastures, friend. And I'm like, uh, okay, you're his friend. And she's like, yeah and she sits and she's very comfortable it was on a monday at noon and she is in his pajamas because i'm so sure i could recognize his pajamas and i'm like it's monday noon what are you doing in your friend's house in pajamas sitting here and she's like i live here <laughs> confusion galore i'm just like eh? uh eh? uh what, what what do you mean you live here and like i moved in two weeks ago and i'm like what do you mean you moved in here two weeks ago do you live with him it's like, yeah, we've been seeing each other since March. I'm like, wait, eh? She's like, yeah, she's just giggling as she's telling me the story. And I'm like, eh? No, just like, I need to understand this. So I sit down and I'm like, what's your name? She tells me her name. And she's like, they've been seeing each other since March. And she moved in two weeks ago. And I'm like, two weeks ago, we were still dating. Heck, not even two weeks. It's not even been, it's just been this past weekend that we broke up. What do you mean you moved in two weeks ago? And she's like, uh, I've been here for two weeks. I don't know what you're saying. And I asked her, though, but do you know about me? And she's like, yeah. And she actually says my name. And I'm like, okay, this babe knows about me. How comes I didn't know about her? Most importantly, how comes she exists in this situation? So I try calling the nigga. I, I, pick, I pick my phone and I'm like, dialing his number i'm really i'm just like <laughs> he's going to hear it from me i was so mad so i was typing it in and i call him once twice three times a he still doesn't respond he's not picking up and then this chick calls him and i ask her can i can i go pick my jacket and, and i'd also left like a huge bag it was empty i was like can i go pick my my bag and she's like, yeah, I put the jacket inside. Hey? And I'm like, wait, what's happening? She knew that I existed. Like, how do you know that I exist and I don't know that you exist? <sighs> so I'm just like confused, confused. I'm like, what, what's, what's happening? What is this? What's the problem? <sighs> I'm just like, hey, okay. So I, I walk into the toilet first. I break down because it hit me that I was being played. Rather, I had been played. And... When he said that we're not in the same space, he meant it because, yo, nigga was in another whole relationship. And I'm just like, yeah. So I enter the bathroom and I break down and I cry and I cry and I cry. But then I always remember this thing for don't ever let your enemies see your tears. <laughs> so I wake up. But this whole time I'm being really polite and she's also being very polite and very courteous. Nothing. It was in this condition. It's like, why are you selling my man? Why are you there? Yeah, I know. It was very peaceful and I entered his bedroom and I picked up my bag and my jacket and, and a jacket that I had bought him for his birthday since he didn't deserve it anymore and 
we can always use an extra oversized jacket. I picked it and I was so mad. I sat there like a crazy person thinking to myself, hey, hey, two weeks. So in my head, I'm like, where were you when I was here just last week cooking? Like, you know, those are the things that I'm thinking. So I call him. He's not picking up. And then as I was taking my things from his room, I hear her saying, yeah, she's still here. Meaning like, yeah, she's still here. What do I tell her? Hey, And I'm like, please give me the phone. Let me talk to him. She gives me the phone, but he hangs up. And it's like, well, <laughs> wow, wow. So 11 months down the drain, just like that. I wasn't sad. I was heartbroken and mostly shocked. Shocked at how he could be very tactful. <laughs> Because I never think, him of all people, nah, he was such a polite and kind person. I didn't think he could be that sly. So I call my friends. Of course, we go, you know, vent, cry, talk about how men are trash. Oh, you know, the sequence is just, yeah. And I never heard from him after that. Oh, yeah, he did reach out, but I didn't bother having a conversation with him since he was having a whole person in his house. It didn't involve me anymore. So I moved on. And after that, I promised myself, I made a pledge to myself. I was like, baby girl, you're never doing this again. This is a relationship. You're never doing it again. Mind you, I was 21. I was 22 at the end of that year of 2018. But I was still 21. Like, I'm a kid. Like, people are partying and having the time of their lives. Me, I'm here getting heartbroken. So I said to myself, no, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> you know, we're all clowns. You know we are all clowns. <laughs> I was lying to myself. Fast forward to that year, December, I meet this charming human being. Hey, this guy. Didn't have the looks. He didn't have the body, but charms. And he could speak. You know, I was like, hey, you're so beautiful. Wow, I've never seen anything like this. It had been six months before. At least I'd given myself six months in my head. I'm just like, at least I've been single for six months. You know, at least I've taken time off to heal and stuff and so i met this password and he's here with all his sweet nothings what shall we call this one this one will be called basket and basket was way older he was like 30 or 31 and i was 22 and he was talking about marriage and he's like you know i'm so serious about you i want i want to marry you hey and i'm just like oh okay in my head i'm just like of course not now but just you know okay this is nice this is interesting and i had known him through his family i knew his sister we were friends and i knew him i knew about him and yeah so he'd ask he'd ask oh please be my girlfriend please be my girlfriend and he, you know he was asking all these things in a span of one month so i knew this guy was serious i was just like ah this guy this guy is ready to settle of course i I wasn't i was finishing school then i was finishing my fourth year and i was just like ah of course maybe after i'm done with school later on when i have a job and i used to tell him no you know me don't want to settle until I'm this and this age until I have a job, until I have experienced life to an extent and to be sure that actually that you're the person, you know, God wants you to settle with. But he, and then in the beginning, of course, he'd be like, it's okay, I understand. I'm not giving no pressure, no pressure. So he's here telling me all this nothing's and telling me how he wants to marry me. He wants to see my dad. He wants to ask for permission to date me. Of course, he when someone tells you all those things, hey, you're like, okay, this person, sincerely, this one is very, very serious. And I was 22. So in my head, I mean, I'm not in a relationship, but I'm seeing someone casually. Not casually. Let me not say casually. Casually is lying because I had feelings for him. But I used to, I said, like, I'm going to choose myself over him. And I was like, no, let's take it slowly. Let's just 
yeah, let's take it slowly. Fast forward to, I met him in December. So I go home, Dala, I come back. Dala is Ushago. Ushago is up country. Uh, come back and we've been in touch, constantly speaking, texting, you know, doing all those things people do when they're trying to fall in love and trying to fall in love. Let me just say it like that. Come February. So I met his folk, of course, but I had, I had known them, but I was meeting him like, you know, someone their son has an interest in. I would hang, you know, we'd hang out and stuff. And then he asked me for sex. And I was just like, hold up, wait a minute. No, no, this is not happening. He started, oh, I'm a man. Oh, I have needs. Oh, see, you're going to be my wife anyway. Oh, see, and I'm just like, no, this is not happening. Like in my head, I'm like, yo, I thought you were different. I, I thought you were not like the other guys. I thought you were serious about this whole thing. I, uh, he sees that that didn't work. And then he starts then, okay, then let's get married. And I'm like, first finishing school, April 2019. So this is around, let's say January, February 2019. And, it, and, I, was, and I was like, when are you finishing school? Then we come see your folks. Nini, 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 nini. And he's telling all these things. And I'm like, ah, not, I'm not really, really um, embracing it. February 13th starts asking me again, oh, when can I see your parents? Oh, pressure. You know, pressure, pressure from all corners. Oh, you know, my folks want me to marry. Oh, you know. All my siblings are getting married. My siblings are married. Our last born is engaged. Stuff like that. And you know, of course, he's coming from a point of pressure. And I'm like, you know, I understand, but me, I'm not ready to settle down. And in the beginning of this friendship, you had said that you will be patient. And he'd be like, you know, I'm patient. I've been waiting. And I'm like, you've not been waiting. You met me in December. My man, come down. It's February. We barely know each other. We're not even dating in my head. And he chuckles. And I'm like, why are you laughing? So in our hangouts with... Family. I'm a loud person and I have a, a very embarrassing laughter. And I laugh loudly and I'm just a jolly, bubbly person. So basket would tell me, think like, oh, you know, sometimes you're too loud. Or when we're out with, with people, you don't be so loud. But when you're with me, you can be as loud as you want. But when you're with people, just be. Me, my mom is a very calm lady, very quiet and introverted. And I'd want someone like that. But I'm like, but I'm not like that. And you want me, but I'm not like that. So you have to accept me or like, let me be or let me go. Um, there was a time we had an argument and he's like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't like women telling me their opinions because I'm a man. I can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the leader in this, da, 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 da. And I'm just like, this man is unbelievable because I'm coming from a place where I express myself. And even if I'm the loudest child in my family, I still express myself and my family is used to me being like that. They're used to me being the loud one. My parents are both loud people and their opinions are valid to each other. So maybe this is what I have seen growing up. So this man is here telling me to be the opposite of what I have seen. And I'm like, no, this is not natural. So it was on Valentine's Day. I I tell him, oh, you know me, all the boyfriends that I've had, they've never even, they've never even sent me flowers. So I was like, me, I want flowers for Valentine's. Like I wasn't to those people for a tea. What do you want? And you say nothing. Mm-mm. I was clear and precise. Said I want flowers and I want a date. And he was like, okay, I will deliver. So on that day, I had told myself, if he asked me to be his girlfriend on that day, I was going to say yes. That was 2019, February 14th. Morning comes, we go to, I think, yeah, I was going to school. Was still in Fortia, so going to school. Eh, no text, no good morning, babe. No, I was up. What are you doing at this time? Nothing. 
And me, so my expectations are high. They're high. <laughs> February 14th ends and does nothing. So I said, ah, okay, maybe he was busy at work. Maybe he'll organize something. So he calls me like, hey, I'm really sorry that, that I haven't reached out all day. I was busy. He mentioned nothing. Nothing about Valentine's Day. So I'm just like, mm, okay, play it cool. Play it cool. Play it cool. So he tells me, anyway, do you want to go for a wedding on Friday? So on Friday was 15th. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm open. So on Friday, the next day we meet, we go to lovely garden wedding. And it was amazing. It was a beautiful time. And then same thing happened. We were sitting in a table with other people and we were having a discussion. And he, for some reason, did not want me to necessarily participate in this discussion. Not as 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 open he didn't want me to really state my opinion. And I did state my opinion and he got so angry. And I was like, I, Queen, what is it? What have I done? It was so foreign. I was just like, eh, this is foreign. I don't understand. He gets so angry. So on, on our way home, because I, I remember I, had, I met him at his place first. I, had, I think I'd left my flat shoes there. So I was just like, like, I'm so exhausted. I need to get my flat shoes and then I go home. So he's like, okay. So we go to his place and I'm, I was supposed to get my flat shoes. He starts saying, hey, you know, I don't like how you are just saying this and this and this. It's like, you're trying to put me down. It's like, my opinion doesn't mean it's like me. It's like, you don't listen when I tell you. But me, I'm here thinking, you don't tell me things because me, I don't tell you. So you shouldn't be telling me things, especially to do with my personality, who I am. I have been this way for the last, you know, years. So why are you here trying to control me? So, and he's like, fine, if it's like that, then I think we should just stop this before it even goes far. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Of course I'm hurt, because I'm like, wow, I thought that this was the guy. Because you're here being serious and stuff. So I get an Uber, I go home. The next day I'm so sad, I'm trying to call him. I was at church the whole day because I'm Adventist, so it was Saturday. So I was trying to call him during lunchtime because I remember we had had plans for the next day. I'm trying to call him, I'm trying to call him. I called him like 18 times. He didn't pick up. So I got the message. And I tried to call his sister because I'm just like, hey, you know, Basket did this. Why, you know, like, why is this happening? Like, what is it? What am I so horrible as a person? He was like, no, you just chill. I'll, I'll sort it out. We'll figure it out later. Then the sister and the husband are like, why don't you guys come? over to our place and we can try and solve this and I'm like fine so let me I'm trying to reach out to him I'm trying to tell him see we meet at Kinanani's place so we try and solve this at least if we have maybe third party insurance the decisions made will be better or the conversation will be easier <laughs> he doesn't pick then he calls me finally like at 5pm and I'm already tired and I've given up and he's like hi I don't think I want to do this and I'm like what are your reasons and he's like I don't want to be the woman who I fear <laughs> I told you this person is how old? 30, 31. How old am I? At that point, I was 22. If anything, I should fear you. This is all I'm thinking in my head. He's like, oh, you know, you're too opinionated. Oh, you say too many things. I was like, wow, this is really heartbreaking. And I was just I was like, imagine we can sort it out. Imagine your girl was just there trying to tell you. Imagine we can sort it out. We can sort it out. We can, please don't do this. We can really sort it out. We can really, and he's just like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, fine. This guy seems like he has really made up his mind. It's okay. So right, I respect your decision. I didn't respect it, but I said it. I respect your decision. That ends like that. No, that for me was the tip of the iceberg. So many things had happened, especially when it comes to this relationship thing. And I was just like, hey, how comes me never getting love? Am I the problem? My self-esteem that had been at 80, remember that I had always like been faking it. 
it was like at 80, it dropped down to like 10 or 7. Because I started thinking to myself, why do men do this to me? Why am I the bad person? Why am I the problem? It made me feel like I was worthless, like I didn't deserve love. Three times in a row of three years, 2017, 2018, 2019. And I was like, I don't deserve this. I was sad. I was a sad, oh, I was sad and gloomy and just grumpy. And uh, I was in this place that I, I knew I didn't want to be in. Even my, okay, even friends, they have their ups and downs. But I knew that this thing exists where you decide to be with people for the rest of your life. My parents have been together for 31 years. So, like, I know forever kind of exists. And I was always here looking for forever in someone, in someone, in someone, always looking for it in someone. Because for the longest time, I numbed not having self-esteem. I was always this loud person. I was always this person who, you need a leader, I'll be there. You need me to show up for some, you know, I'll be there. And I wasn't showing any bit of sadness or low self-esteem. But I'm still the same person. It's just that now this time, with all the lessons that I have learned and having confidence in who I am as a young woman and understanding that this is me and I don't need someone else to accept me for who I am because it's like I'm never enough. And that not being enough for someone else used to break me. But right now I'm just like, I'm enough for myself. I could do all these things that you want me to do, but I still wouldn't be enough for you. I could lie so low as a doormat. I still wouldn't be low enough for you to step or I'll be low but I'll be rough on the edges and still complain and I told myself no baby girl you're not doing this again not the relationship stuff you're not doing this again in terms of hoping that someone will see that you're enough hoping that someone will choose you you know and just having this pick me syndrome where you do things so that people see you and want to choose you I just said Mm-mm, no no you need to find it in yourself. You need to find it in God. Most importantly, love yourself. Find that love inside you. Find that that thing with because I feel like I was looking for something. And this is years later. Not okay, not years, but it's it's a while later. And I'm realizing in all this men, I was always looking for. I was always looking for something. I, was, I don't know what I, I I thought I was missing. But right now I'm a complete human being. Things will put you down, Kabisa. I was depressed for a long time. Even when I was happy, I was still depressed. Crazy, I'm not. I just have tiny bouts of anxiety, but it's kind of normal. I mean, we're going through a pandemic. I'm going through online school. I have to pass the bar exam. I have these other things. Like, I have to find a balance in life. So there's that kid anxiety, but you just have to really, really be resilient and believe in yourself and believe that if lovely is to find you, it has. Catch more African stories in the next episode of Legally Clueless. Yo, how hectic are those experiences? I think what also got me is that she's been through so much madness dating-wise at such a young age. But sometimes I feel like that's better because then you don't fall for that BS later in life. You know what I mean? So the earlier it happens the better sometimes i think so but i was just like yo if i don't know what i would do if i found another woman in his house in his pajamas like (laughs) where do we go from there you know what i mean like what happens is there a manual for how to to 
to react in that situation, but I'm just glad she's at a point where self-love is something that she's working on. If you also, like Olendo, want to share your story on this podcast, it's very possible. All you have to do is send a one minute. Please make it one minute. <laughs> Somebody sent me a 10-minute story demo. I was just like, I have to listen to this in shifts. But anyways, make it as close to one minute as is possible, right? So basically, it's a story demo. You're just telling me a bit about the story that you want to share. Send it via WhatsApp to the Legally Clueless hotline number, which is plus 254 Seven six eight six two eight seven nine zero. No, I have not memorized it yet. <laughs> the number that is, I am reading it. I don't know when I'm going to memorize it. Also, if you listen to an episode of this podcast and you absolutely relate with it, feel free to send me a WhatsApp audio note about it. I want this podcast to be a space where you know that it's okay to be that a huge part of being human is not knowing that our human experiences are so interlinked. It's absolutely crazy. So feel free to send me a WhatsApp audio note if you're listening and you're just like, oh my God, I've been through that as well. Episode 30 is my most favorite podcast of 2019 like i will never forget how kadzo kept saying growing up is a gem growing it is a gift it is a gift today i found my all-time favorite my all-time favorite episode of legally clueless although i love all the other stories i loved tall dark and handsome i loved that story that was a good story but today i found my all-time favorite story which is episode 73 Magunga's story is it just hit home like considering everything that I've been thinking about that story was like aha like that aha moment and it was just a beautiful story I absolutely love like it just warms my heart to receive your whatsapp audio notes on the hotline number so remember you can also join the legally clueless tribe on instagram hit us up at legally clueless podcast you can also catch this podcast on trace radio it plays every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. and at 8 p.m. So if you're in Kenya and you want to tune in the old school way through the various frequencies, all you have to do is go to traceradio.co.ke. There's a list of the frequencies there. And also on that website, you can stream Trace Radio. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.